Magnus Oswin jimmied his shoulders under the Camaro to bolt in the new electronic engine he'd designed. Brains and power. A special forces car if he ever saw one. A loud country tune wailed on the classic muscle car's speaker system. The musical tribute to baseball bats and windshields abruptly cut off. Help me, the car cried. Magnus sat up so fast that he whacked his head against the undercarriage. Rubbing the bruise, he slid the platform from under the car and grabbed the cell phone he'd synced with the car's new Bluetooth. Unknown was all the caller ID displayed. But he knew who it was. He'd spent weeks of sleepless nights attempting to track the mysterious librarian's entreaties. He was a mechanic not a computer technician. But even his computer genius brother Conan couldn't trace these pleas. Magnus tried dialing back, but only reached a disconnect message. He thought about shoving the phone in his pocket and forgetting about it, but he couldn't. Whether she was liar, traitor, or bait, the librarian was his key to getting his hands on General Adams, his latest obsession. No man tricked him, locked him up, and attempted to steal his hard work without paying the consequences. The general had to be insane to have even considered something as wacko as hijacking a military experiment. Insane men should not be allowed access to military channels, even generals who disappeared into the desert and fallen off the radar. Growling, he closed the garage door and set the security locks through the car's dashboard, his latest experiment. It needed more work, but the librarian was higher on his agenda. He carried the phone past his brother's flashy Mercedes sports coupe and into the ground floor space of Conan's beach house. Unlike his brother, Magnus had never needed much of a roof over his head. The beach house was a nice perk, but he would be content to live in a tent if that's what it took to find the general. The librarian's pleas were scraping his nerves raw. She'd helped save a bunch of people, including himself, from the general's plots. If she needed help, they owed it to her to provide it. Magnus entered the spacious open area that was Conan's office. His younger brother glanced up from one of his many monitors. Librarian? Conan asked, turning his screen around so Magnus could see the same message texting across the screen. Still no coordinates on the messages? Magnus asked, handing over his phone so the call could be traced. Her computer may be stationary, but the calls are bouncing off satellites. I'm getting closer to finding an epicenter with each call, but as we all know, the desert is a big place. Dory, Dorothea Franklin, arrived bearing a tray of sandwiches from the local deli. Francesca just called. She's receiving fragmented numbers that strike her as frantic, but she can't decipher them. She dropped a paper of coded numbers on the desk. Half Chinese, half Irish, with wild black curls she hadn't bothered taming today, Conan's fiancée was related to a family with admittedly weird abilities. Receiving? Magnus asked warily. By phone, text, or ether? Ether, she retorted, meaning Francesca's psychic claims. 
Magnus ignored the psychic fantasy and studied Dory's numbers as Conan fed them into his computer. They had a pattern. We need military code software. These aren't coordinates. Magnus told them. What are the chances this is some play to exchange a hostage for the copter? Paranoia doesn't suit you, Dory told him. It's confusing your chi. Snorting in amusement at his fiancée's comment, Conan hit the keyboard. I'm on the code. Looking more like a long-haired blonde surfer than a computer whiz, Conan tapped his keyboard faster than seemed humanly possible, accessing dozens of websites that he probably had no business knowing existed.